Oh, you're listening to this? I'm sorry. That's a mistake. <laughs> Turn back. <laughs> Stop while you can. So do I need to hit record or anything, or is that all on? Uh, no, I just hit record. We're recording okay, now. Okay, so we're now recording. Cool. Oh, perfect timing. Oh. I need to go get a beer. I'll be right back. <laughs> Great. No, perfect. I, I have the exact perfect. same situation. Stand by. Oh, well, no. Fuck you. No standby. Oh, actually, never Wait, mind. No, I'm shit. My fridge is right there here. There was so much time. We're good. <laughs> so I can still many. be on mic and walk to my beer fridge. Here, I'll crack it on mic. <laughs> my perfect. Beer. That's what we want to hear. <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> Anyways, uh, hello. This is the uh, episode one of the Anarchotex uh, podcast. Um, I, yeah, I guess that's one way to put that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Zeb. My pronouns are she, her, and I am right now drinking a fat tire. A fat? What is a fat tire? Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. What you mean. I, I like it's, the fat tire. Yeah, it's, a beer. Um, like it's like yeah. a white ale. Yeah, uh, an amber. Amber. And it says New Belgium, so. so I assume it's full of pigeon shit. Yeah. I mean, what else would it be full of? So I, 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 I'm Yudi, uh, he, they, and I am drinking a Coors, uh, the banquet beer. Classic. Little yes. brown beer. Got me, a, got me a banquet during the podcast. I, uh,. I toasted the end of last year with a room temperature Coors Light because that's exactly what it deserved. Hey, there you go. Just got to give it that disrespect of not even the real Coors, but the Coors Light. Yeah. The worst. Just the worst. People are animals. All right, so who else do we have on here? Uh, I'm Kurama. Uh, My pronouns are he and him or whatever. Yeah, gender's fake. Yes. It's, it's bullshit. <laughs> I would like I'll to unsubscribe. <laughs> unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Uh, unsubscribe from gender. My my gender is refused to state. Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm Will. Uh, I call me Nuchacho. Okay, Nuchacho. Or, or dude. <laughs> or something else ambiguous. Wasn't Nuchacho like the genderless version of something from Futurama? Yes, it is the genderless rock species from Futurama. That's right, yeah. <laughs> that is genuinely what feels the most natural to me. <laughs> he, him, new chacha, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of, in, again, like flowing and being like, oh, I don't fucking care. Yeah, what's I got, I got other shit to, to worry about. <laughs> like, how long is the air that I'm breathing going to remain breathable? Yeah, that's a bigger question. Yeah, not uh, trying to... <laughs> Hell, that's always on fire, like in Oregon. <laughs> uh, do yeah, ours will be breathable a bit longer than uh, you all you lot on the left coast there. <laughs> just by just by a moment, though. Yeah, yeah, it won't, it won't last long. Yeah. Um, I know we talked about a couple of ideas for how to how to kind of start this inaugural episode. But I feel like the most important order of business to get to is, uh, hey, uh, cars and comrades, y'all want to podcast rival? Square the fuck up. (laughs) Coming for you. And all like dozen and a half of other people who are leftist car nerds. (laughs) All all 50 of us in the world. There are literally some of us. 
<laughs> we could fit into a banquet room and have a party. That's why I'm having a banquet beer. Hmm. God, that's refreshing. Exactly. Coors uh, Light, the true so beer of the uh, it's people. Beer. Exactly. I think the best way we could actually start this podcast would just be to stop doing this and burn the recording and never talk about it again. But clearly, it's too late for that. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. No. If you bail out now, this is this is going in. This is, this is <laughs> how it's published. and then I just disappear. <laughs> Did he die? Nobody knows. No. Nope. Some say that you can still hear the Toyota van howling <laughs> through the night. <laughs> Screaming along with definitely a fully legal exhaust system that is intact. Absolutely <laughs> fully legal. Only legal. This is my version of actual threats. <laughs> I swear okay, to so this God. Is, this is something I don't know. Can I just, if I live outside of Portland, can I just rip off my whole exhaust and drive around like that? I mean, depends on how white you are. Okay. Fair. I mean, <laughs> that's really just. That... Uh, I think what it comes down to, like, I have never in my 30 or 40 years of driving around in this area had many problems um, with not having, like, tags good or exhaust working or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've noticed I have about two dozen neighbors who just do not have plates on their car, which is yeah, uh, yeah, pretty it, funny. It really depends on where you are and what you're doing. Like, in the northwest, definitely right around me, are you, you go to, like, a nicer area and you get pulled over. That's where I get pulled over. Yes, yeah, Salem seems to be completely fucking lawless and godless. It's pretty bad. Uh, I was down there the other day. No, I wasn't, of course. But um, no, I was driving through with my van, and I got nuked immediately by a cop who pulled me over. And then he summoned like seven or eight buddies. They're all standing around my van uh, because my, my, my tags were expired. And he's sitting there making small talk to me. He's like, it's just my tags, guy. Can I? Are you going to give me a ticket? Can I go? I, I don't. Say so why we need all these guys back there looking at my vehicle. It's not that interesting. <laughs> I'm not a minority or 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 illegal. Yeah, I'm white as shit. Uh, I, 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 it's not great that that matters, but it does. It That's does right now it, goes. Yeah, because this Thanks. is you know America, <laughs> right? Meanwhile, I'm white as fuck, and I still get pulled over by that fucker nearby the dude pulls well, me over and makes shit up <laughs> that's because you live in the middle of fucking nowhere where just everything is terrible <laughs> but there's minorities around here <laughs> I mean, they're more productive and useful for society than i am but like fuck yeah i mean i mean no, they, you're still more useful the, and productive uh, than cops yeah, all of the the migrant workers that are around here avoid that town for that reason. Yeah, no, I absolutely would too. Uh, fuck that place. <laughs> I hope, yeah, I hope it burns down. Um, yeah, there's a lot of shitty canal side towns. Um, but Middleport has the worst fucking pigs. Yeah. Fuck that place. I was hanging out by myself in, in uh, which segue, because what's our topic? Uh, we don't have one still. Uh, Let's talk it's been seven minutes, 51 seconds, and so far it's been nothing but like random anecdotes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, ostensibly, 
I think one of the ideas tossed around is we talk about our first cars and what, you know, shit shows they were, which sounds like a fun topic. Yeah, I, I like um, that. That's a good open. My yeah. first car was so mine, mine lasted a whole six months. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine, mine lasted longer. five. Act, so no, actually, genders, I think it was, it was like. First car, no problem. First car, shit show. It was like September. I got it and it died in like like the day after Christmas. So not even four months. <laughs> That's not very long at all. Yeah. Um, well, so what was it? I was a nineteen eighty-seven uh, Cord Coupe. Oh, see, there's the How problem. are you younger than me and had a cooler first car? It was it was the shittiest Accord. It was like it was not remotely good at all. I mean, it was still an Accord, but it was like it was an automatic and it was all fucked up. <laughs> It, it lost gross. fourth gear about three months in, and then died like a couple <laughs> weeks later. Just vomit-inducing. <laughs> Dear listener, if you drive an automatic, we're gonna kick the shit out of you. That, that is an Automatics are fine. Says They're the one fine. driving an automatic. Yeah, no, this is that is that is fully a threat that we will come to your house and kick your ass for driving an automatic. Um, that is actionable and legal, and I know where you live. <laughs> we we have your IP address. <laughs> We've all you downloaded the podcast, so we're do- from the from the past. We or you're doxing you right now. Yes, <laughs> actively. I have to edit <laughs> actionable threats out. <laughs> oh, that's the sound. Me tracking you down. There we go. Hacking, hacking noises. Hacking, <laughs> hacking the planet. Look. Automatics are fine. Manuals are more fun. Mm-hmm. You would say that. Jeep. <laughs> Jeep owner. <laughs> fucking XJ. Fucking... Jeep type. Look. Yeah. Look, we're not talking about our current mistakes yet. We're starting <laughs> off on our first ones. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the, the Accord had pop-up headlights. That's its only redeeming feature. Oh, pop-up pop-up headlights. headlights. Best headlights up until you hit somebody. Right until you <laughs> cut someone <laughs> in half. If it breaks their hip. You're good. And plus, yeah. it's, it's, when you hit somebody with pop-up headlights, it's their problem, yeah. not yours. <laughs> They're yeah. the one who gets cut in half by a headlight, so it's fine. I mean, you just you gotta have to wash that off. You do have to fix a headlight gear and a headlight motor, maybe. That's true, and those are getting hard to find these days. Yeah, they are. Yeah. But, Sometimes uh, you, you track it down, you know, you, you, you do the work. I was just thinking about, like, I've had two pop-up headlight cars, which is quite a few for someone who's, like, not even 25 yet. But then I think I've had, like, I've had probably, I've had almost 10 cars in that time. <laughs> so proportionally, and I thought not I was that, bad. That Fucking hell. Yeah, that's a lot of cars for your age. I'm you only had two with pop-up headlights, so that's a shame. Yeah. Um, I've, I've never, I'm trying to think of the My unicorn is like a Super 3 in like perfect condition. That's my the, the ideal pop-up headlight car. I've had two of the same pop-up headlight car, which were Toyota Celicas. Mm, uh, 85 Celica. with okay. their rear-wheel drive. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Could start right now. <laughs> just Jesus. on record you know it's um, amazing uh, but for some reason those really shitty 30 something year old cars at the time they never really 
did me any any favors with the with, with, with the the kind of people who I'm interested in. I don't know what it was. I'd drive up in my beat to shit rusty ass <laughs> Toyota and like give the wink to somebody and they'd just laugh at me. I, it blew me away. I was always told a cool car meant you would get laid, but apparently not. Yeah, no, no, that hasn't worked for me at all yet. Well, that's not strictly true. <laughs> I, do, um, I do have my Buick. I got flirted with more in my Ranger than any other vehicle I owned. Yeah, tracks. Ranger I people get that. fucked. <laughs> Ranger people get fucked. <laughs> Ranger yeah, people I, fucked. They're used to getting fucked by their goddamn car, so yeah, they, yeah, they exactly. gotta learn to take it and move with it. Yeah, so like... <laughs> my first car is it's so weird so we're like the first vehicle that was like nominally mine was you know the, the extra car for the family but i was the only of my siblings with a license so it was mine and mm-hmm. it was a hand-me-down uh i think an 03 grand marquee awesome oh, when yeah. i say hand-me-down i mean it was literally my great-grandmother's oh wow um, she bought it, and two weeks later, the family just took away her license. It's like, no, you cannot be driving anymore. <laughs> you are 80 billion years old. You cannot drive around. And that became the family, like the extended family spare car where it bounced around. A bunch of my cousins learned to drive on it. And then it ended up in our driveway as my vehicle. And... I got my license, I think it was like early in the summer, and then... Was it the summer of 69? Like that Brian Adams song that everyone loves? Was the summer of 60... Yeah, no. No, it was stuck in my goddamn head. It was like the cars that won. Ah, That song about winning the fucking car. Um, But the Grand Marquis was great. I had it for like six months, and then in no, I think either October or November, I was in the intersection trying to turn left, and the light changed. It went yellow, was about to be red, so I looked up. I was like, oh, that person's slowing down. I should be fine. Start to pull out just so I can clear the intersection. And they made a last-second decision to fucking floor it. And uh, hit me at a, you know, like, hit the driver's side headlight at a weird angle. Yanked the Grand Marquis around to the point where it looked like I T-boned them. How? What? Instead of getting head-on from them. What? Yeah, because they hit me at an angle that ripped the car around and made it look like I T-boned them. Wow. The only thing that wow. kept me from getting a uh, the fault in that was the uh, there was a sheriff's deputy who watched the whole thing. Didn't help or anything. Didn't like check on anyone involved, <laughs> make sure all right. Just watched and waited for the Amherst pigs to get there. Typical useless right. police shit. Yeah. Oh, uh, powerless to help you. Not powerless to hurt you. (laughs) The uh, firefighters showed up and made sure I wasn't like bleeding in my skull or anything. 
let me sit in the fire truck until my uh, mom got there. <laughs> and the grammar key was wrecked. Like, she hit me hard enough that she ripped the uh, body from the frame. Jesus like, Christ. Yeah, that's quite yeah, she decided instead of slowing down, she was just going to fucking floor and hit me with her tiny little Subaru at like <laughs> fifty. Damn. Yeah. Those, the, the, those Panthers are stout fucking cars. So to rip the body from the frame is that's impressive. Oh yeah. And luckily, the body being ripped from the frame, most of the energy got spent on that, so I was like mostly okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Like a crumple zone, but but not yeah. intended to be necessarily. Yeah, <laughs> makeshift crumple zone, like a vertical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crumple DIY zone. crumple zone. Uh, that's what yeah. I call my ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, gonna fend that booty. Was <laughs> the first car that I bought was a Ford Ranger, and it was an '07. I want to say. With a four-banger and a five-speed manual. Ooh. I picked up a truck cap for it in the That's first strange. week of opening it. And oh my god, was that thing the greatest truck ever. So, <laughs> how much chest hair did you grow spontaneously? Uh, a lot. I went from a, a hairless little twink to a full-on otter immediately. <laughs> <laughs> And I rehabbed my bad knee. Ooh. Hey, look at that. You, I mean, you need um, two knees to run a to run a clutch. Yep. Well, yeah, because like my left knee is my bad knee, yep. and constantly doing the clutch just rehabbed it, so it's no longer my bad knee. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Um, and then we that got the rear-ended. The road. Yeah, that car got rear-ended. I ended up uh, selling it to my dad. And it's right now in the garage getting fixed. Like, I think this weekend we're going to try and do the rear brakes and get plates on that thing. Nice. We'll have a revival. Wow. Yeah. I also enjoy a, a nice vehicle revival. I have to do that on my Buick. Nice. It's been annoying. I got to do it with my MR2 at some point. The clutch is so... I, I lent it to a friend and they took off. And after they took off, I was like, that is the, right now, that is the sexi sexiest NB in town driving that fucking car. And then, like, an mm -hmm. hour later, they text me, like, hey, so the clutch stopped working. It's like, oh, fuck, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to take care of that at some point. What, uh, what was your first car, Udi? I had a Dodge Dakota hand me down. But you see, it was an automatic, but it was actually nice. Um, it had the the fire the five nine magnum, so it was way more engine than it needed. For yeah, a that's a lot of power for a Dakota. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was one of the ones with yep. the four door short bed, uh, but it had leather seats and all that nice stuff inside. And it hadn't had an easy life, but it was in pretty good shape, all things considered. Um, it never really gave me any major major issues. Uh, I had the water pump go out once when I was. It snowed real heavy, and I was super excited. I was like, yeah, I'm going to some fucking donuts. going to drive around in the snow and fuck off. <laughs> uh, it was like the first time it had really snowed since I'd moved up to Portland. And then halfway back home from work, my temperature spikes. I said, ah, oh, fuck, i got to pull over and get this thing towed. 
and then it didn't get fixed till after the snow went away. Like, yeah, I have a four wheel drive truck. I don't see all these cars on the side of the road needing tows because they're stuck. Like, I'm not stuck. I just can't drive roll toast my engine. <laughs> yes, <isn't> yeah. <laughs> no, I promise I'm not a pleb like you people. Exactly. I can make my way <laughs> my, through. My car is just a piece of shit. God, thinking yeah, we had well, that big um, ice storm here in Portland two years ago now, whatever it was. Um, I didn't have any four wheel drive anything, but I had the MR2. Which is rear wheel, rear engine. Worst car for the snow. No, the best. It was perfect. I was helping push Subarus out of the way. They're like, oh, I'm stuck on this little hill. It's like, oh, I got you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) It was ridiculous. It was was an unstoppable machine. I had good snow tires on there, and it was all needed. It was still lowered, though. Like, it was still about an inch lower than stock. Uh, (laughs) I didn't do the snow. Now, snow tires are really all that you need when it comes yeah, down to it. Like it's snow incredible. tires are better than four wheel drive. I wouldn't say that I wouldn't said, say that. That said, oh, I I would I agree with that. I love the fact that with my Jeep, because I have that magic traction lever, I can drive around like a hoon, just being a fucking moron. Anytime that there is an intersection with some fresh powder on it. I'm sliding that tail out the whole way through. And the second things get a little too hectic, I get off the gas, rip the uh, traction lever, get back on the gas, and hey, I have traction. I'm going exactly where I need to be. Yeah. So you can say you can say four-wheel drive, or that snow tires are better than four-wheel drive all you want, but y'all didn't almost die in the coastal range because the two-wheel drive vehicle you were driving with good snow tires got stuck. How does it even happen? It was a it was a it was a heck of a time. We had somebody who like we gave them a flashlight to go meet up with our friend who preceded us, and they had slid their motorcycle off of the road further up. Relatable. Um, and this person was following the, the 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 tracks with the flashlight, and then somehow stopped following the tracks and just kept going until they called in a panic, like, "Hey, I'm lost, and I don't know what's happening. And it's dark, and it's cold. Like, Jesus Christ." When there's snow on the ground, you just follow the tracks. It's all it takes. Yeah, like it's not it's not hard. It's not hard. I mean it might be hard to like move a vehicle as as is like we had a van stuck and also my friend's motorcycle just went right off the road. But like it's pretty easy to find your way after somebody's already gone somewhere. It's, it's got yeah. There's no tracking. It's not like some sort of deep magic to find where people was like, no, there's holes in the snow. Yeah, you follow you follow the rut in the snow until you find someone. Yeah, anyways, that was all like four-wheel drive, very good. Not something you can just for snow tires. Yeah, four-wheel drive and snow tires makes you unstoppable. When my dad, years ago, he also had an XJ. Um, there's a reason I, I got excited and bought one when there's one available. He mm. had it lifted. He had uh, Kumo snow tires. Yeah. And Kumo. every time there was that first snowfall of the year, which I don't know what it's like over there on the uh, West Coast, or on Almost here, the first snowfall, everyone forgets how to drive in the snow. Oh, absolutely. Drive in the winter. Fucking magical. We get the same thing with the rain, too. Like, I live in the Pacific Northwest where it rains so much. I, I was expecting people to be better at that when I moved lines. up here. Yeah. 
like Will and I have definitely both seen just first time there's a light snowfall, like first time it sticks rather. Um, there's going to be on a short drive, like three or four people in the ditch. Yep. And my dad, Easy. years ago, used to like on that first snowfall, once he had the lift kit and the big snow tires, he'd go out with the toe strap, find anyone in a ditch and be like, Hey, you need a hand? Like, well, I, I called AAA. How far out are they? Uh, two hours. Just, just, I'll just pull you out. Well, yeah. cash back. The, I don't want to get paid. I really just want to play with my Jeep. <laughs> I just want to have fun with I want, my Jeep. I want to show off. The one yeah. time Jeep people are okay is in these in these times. Mm-hmm. The dark times. <laughs> yeah. And like I always have the toe strap and shackles in the Jeep mm-hmm. so that when the time comes and there's someone like, yep, no, nope, I got you. Yep. Yeah, I keep uh, a similar in my van. Ever since I got stuck that one time, I just keep uh, some chain and a 4,000-pound winch puller in there. So if I go into a ditch or somebody else is in a ditch, I can just, just yank out of there. It's fine. I, yeah. got, I got 4,000 pounds and per the Harbor, Harbor Freight, uh, aircraft-grade aluminum wire. Ooh. Yeah. Which I'm sure won't snap and, like... <laughs> Kill me or anybody else around. I'm, sh- I'm sure that aircraft grade part is actually to some kind of real standard and not yes, just. I'm, I'm sure there's an area yeah, about that. There's some it's kind gotta of be. SI. <laughs> I- Harbor Freight wouldn't just write things on their packaging that mean nothing. No, never. No, 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 no. High strength steel. Spectra, Spectra Dyneema is cheap. <laughs> Please just get a 60 foot roll Spectra Dyneema. Cheap. Uh, we've been doing an ignition lock on a VW and they do this up in a real fuck you way where it has shear bolts that hold the ignition lock in wow mm-hmm. so yeah you have to drill out you have to drill out the bolts um, but I, I, I grabbed I just had some like Harbor Freight branded um, bolt extractors so I pop those in there and, you know, get everything apart where I need to. And I go and I put that in and I start turning the wrench and go, oh, these things grab. Like so many times you use a bolt extractor and they don't really grab the bolt. So you just spin it fruitlessly. Well, these grab yeah. really good and then immediately broke. <laughs> leaving nice. little, little nubs of hardened steel in the tops of these bolts that I needed to drill out. And I tried to drill one out, of course, and just, nope, no good. It's just full of hardened steel now. I, I almost yeah, did no. that to my dad's Honda Pilot once, where I had like strip. You know, Honda puts like a screw in the brake rotor to hold it in. Yes. And they like they all they just seize immediately. Uh-huh. Um, and I didn't have. I had an impact gun, but I had like the the whatever like number three Phillips uh, impact thing I had was like a piece of shit, and it just broke immediately. Mm-hmm. And it got stuck. So I went to try to like yeah, I went to try to extract it, Want and the extractor bit just broke off. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, so now it's. Now this is something I got to deal with. I ended up <laughs> getting it out by like by like cutting a slot with a Dremel in next mm-hmm. to the extractor in the head, and just like yeah. got it out with a flathead. Uh, the way that, that was we a fun day. most commonly did that back when I worked like uh, customer facing automotive as opposed to fleet stuff is you would just have somebody <laughs> hold the rotor in place for you, and then take an impact hammer, an air hammer, and a nice sharp chisel. 
and get on a corner of that guy and just hit it with the air hammer until <laughs> it came off. So you yeah, like built a divot with the air hammer and then spun it like that while some maniac stands behind the rotor holding it and hoping you don't fuck up and like take out their hand with the air hammer. But it never failed. It was just incredibly dangerous. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the Look. old uh, welding a, another socket onto your... Uh... Welding another lug nut onto your stripped lug nut trick. Yes. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's fucked so up, but it works. I, my Sierra was a nightmare when I had to do the rear brakes. I had to do them because the rotors were non-existent. There was a point where I had to get under there, have four and a half feet of leverage on the ratchet, bench press it out until the frame rails were in the way cut it off and then just weld a nut onto the end mm-hmm. yeah and like the welding nut on is great it works and it's the easiest weld you'll ever do you just take the 6010 rod shove it into the center of the nut and just keep pushing rod in until it stops uh taking anymore i mean yeah. that's just how i do just keep pushing the rod in until it stops <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or or somebody else somewhere says stop, in which case yeah. Oh god. Why is mechanics filled with so many innuendos? It just, it just is. It's just, it's an just inherently is. sexual uh it's such a sexual profession. Yeah. I mean, but like you're you're working in tiny little dirty spaces, you gotta like work with just your hands a lot. Uh, There's a lot of weird cancer like, positioning. Yeah, God, if you've ever done any interior work, you're on your back with like a 30 degree tilt here and this way, that way. Oh, no, there's. Oh, Jesus, you ever changed things. a soft top? Jesus Christ. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't ever want to have to change the top of my Buick. Oh, Fucking God. nightmare. It's a nightmare on an easy car. Like, it was a nightmare on the Miata. Oh, God. If it's bad on a Miata. Uh... Uh, 70 oh, American quality control? Fuck no. Yeah. I'm not looking forward Jesus, to it. Yeah, no Miatas, no thanks. Um, they are, yeah, they're, they're horrifying. What? 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 Udi? They're too what? small. They're too small. Yeah, six foot nine. They are shitty little fucking shoe boxes with not enough power and the worst fucking fans. Well, we don't. Them. All get to be giants, That's okay? Why I love them. Also, that is a fair complaint. If you're taller than about five eleven, you should not buy an, a Miata. Yeah, I'm six not like an NA. I'm like exactly the like limit of how tall you can be to fit in one of those things. You know what's really cool though is you can buy an MR2 and be like, I don't know, let's say six foot, about two, and fit in there perfectly. Yeah, those are big as fuck. Yeah, like they're they're bigger inside. It's magical. Or you can get a Jeep and have plenty of headroom. Yeah, but then you're in a Jeep. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah, and it's great. I want to carve. You get in the Jeep and your IQ drops 40 <laughs> points instantly. <laughs> so that's how you're and you just feel so much better about everything. You just start smiling. Did I send you guys yeah. that fucking uh, Cherokee that I saw on Craigslist that someone had like chopped? So it was like a foot shorter and had like was just, like, monstrously fucked with. Had, like, a bunch of multimeters, like, zip-tied to the dashboard that seemed to oh, somehow God. operate the car. Ooh, I, love that. <laughs> I love that idea. Fuck, I, I gotta find that. multimeter virtuoso. We must go faster. Spin. Yeah, it was fucking... It, it, it was really funny, because I saw it on Craigslist, and then, like, two days later, there was, like, a Jalopnik article about it. Like, someone else on the Jalopnik staff just found it. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, this is, like, yeah. a town over from me. 
<laughs> I've always wanted to, um, you know, airplanes, how they have all the switches and shit up above the pilots. You know, airplanes. Yeah, yeah. Airplanes. Yeah, the pot with the podcast. I've always wanted to, to do that with a car of mine. So you get in and you, you sit down and you look up and there's a whole bank of switches out there. You got to fucking hit them with the rider to turn the vehicle on. So like an anti-theft system, but also just like a fuck you if you're late for work. It's like, oh, fuck, I'm late. Click, 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 yeah. click, 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 click. <laughs> So battery power, main bus on, fuel pump on. <laughs> so about that. Some person <laughs> with a soft helmet pulling away an auxiliary generator unit, an APU. When I bought my Jeep, that process has already been started. <laughs> the electric fan, which should be tied into the circuit with the uh, with the thermostat, is instead run off of a switch with the red cap that you flip up first and everything. Oh, nice. Incredible. And like... It's a manually operated fan. Oh yeah, it's great. And it's not... It's not a... Uh, it's not tied through the ignition or anything, so it's just... If I forget to turn it off, it's I'm killing my battery. Yep. Yeah, I got the same thing in my MR2, um, but thinking of, like, airplanes, did y'all ever see the um, 24 Hours of Lemons where somebody took a radial aircraft engine and put it into an MR2? No. Jesus oh, well, I will have to send that link over real quick, because uh, that was a okay. thing that happened. Is somebody put an engine out of, like, a Cessna or something into an MR2. It, that sounds it, awesome. It's not the right generation of MR2. It's the Gen 2, which is too round, but whatever. I, I have controversial where I, I love the third gen MR2. It's my favorite one. The third The spiders? Yeah, I kind of love those. Ugh. I don't know why. I know they suck, but I kind of just love them. Ugh, ugh. Like the, the spiders are the only generation of MR2 that aren't good. Like The first gen has that amazing 80s, like just dripping style LED neon lights look to it. The second gen is fast as fuck, boy. And the third gen is goofy looking. Like, the third gen has nothing for it. It, Yeah, I know. I I just like the way they look. I don't know what it is. I mean, that's fine. I'm known to have controversial car appearance opinions. I'm I'm in this fucking group. I'm the one person who likes the fox body, apparently. Yeah. Oh, no, I love the fox body. Fuck you. Wrong. The fox body fucks. The fox Wrong. body fucks so hard. The fox the body fox is, body is awful. Fuck you. I will fight you on this. The fox body <laughs> looks... Okay. I will fight to the death for the fox body. The fox body looks like the ugliest uh, Japanese shit, uh, Econo shit box. Fuck yes. the ugliest Euro Econo shit box. Yes. And created the ugliest Econo uh, shit box looking child ever. And it's terrible. Yes, and it's exactly. body on frame That's and it's solid rear good. axle and I love it. Like it's it, it is quite modifiable. It's I wonderful. I, the Fox Body Mustang is like I, I love my old Celicas. Like, perfect I had car. two of the eighty five Celicas, which had that boxy style. The the, the oh, Fox yeah. Body Mustang is that, but just a little bit thicker. It's got like three C's instead of the one C of the of the Celica, which is kind of svelte. No, the Fox Body Mustang absolutely fucks. The SN95 can go in the garbage can, but the Fox Body, I'll take, I'll talk, I'll take a Fox Body Mustang over any other Mustang. And I'll here's I'll, what I'll say about that. the SN95. There is exactly one angle that that car looks good at, and that's from behind, which is unfortunate. 
because no one's ever going to see it from that angle. <laughs> I don't know. I drive a van. I see a lot of things from behind. Okay, fun, fun, <laughs> uh, fun, like fun question for the group. What what makes more power at the wheels, a V6 SN95 or a Miata NA? Oh, it's going to be – oh, God. That's actually kind of a – Like an NA 1.8. That 1. depends. 8. Oh, that no. depends. Oh, no. Is it an automagic or is it a manual SN95 with the Let's V6? say they're both the same. I actually don't know but, the difference in the power I put between transmissions. Uh, I guess we have to uh, – Fuck, I. I, the like I, I know. I know an auto. I know an auto S ninety five. Yeah, that's fun. An auto S ninety five makes like ninety at the wheels, and a manual well? Miata N A eight makes like ninety six. Yeah, I, I a manual V6 was like, oh, uh, S N ninety five with the V six makes I. Th- Think Probably like one from the 193 at the crank. I think it makes like 160 at the wheel. Okay, oh, that's that so much sense. loss. Is 190? Holy shit! Yeah, the V6 is a uh, 190 at the crank. Oh, I guess the V8 is 215. Yeah, so much loss. Yeah, like that V6. As long as it's not mated to that horrible slush box, is not exactly down on power for the weight of the vehicle yeah it's not as fun and it's not as torquey as the v8 but it's still like fine it's still like fun now credit where it's due uh, an automatic miata na probably makes about 70 at the wheels they're they're not really much better (laughs) it it may very well be the same transmission now that i think about it (laughs) <laughs> no they'll so the transmissions in the miatas are all real tiny little things uh the one they use an r transmission for the an r series transmission for the mustang automatics and those I think things the are mustang, i think but i'm not certain i think the mustang for the sn95 i think the five speed is the same transmission as what went into my ranger Probably. That's very possible. And let me tell you, that transmission fucks. I think Ooh, it's hey, a I T5. just got some good news on Twitter. Uh, What's that? I got an update of a report for the account um, Slur Against Trans People Hater 41. They found that that person violated Twitter rules, which is good because their name itself is a slur. Like, I'm, I'm glad that Twitter found this person to be in violation of their rules. Yeah. Oh, good. Turns out Elon Musk and capitalism do win. <laughs> right? Hey, 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 fucking slur, motherfucker. Get fucked. <laughs> get <laughs> shit on. I'll get banned. And get banned from Twitter again. Not that I've ever been banned from Twitter <laughs> for saying I'm going to force Also, it. like, if you, if you want to debate about my existence, I will be happy to debate. And by debate, I mean redacted. <laughs> I'll debate your existence at the same time. Can we get yes. a redacted in the chat? <laughs> oh god. What the fuck was that? Is that a bike horn? Is that a it bike sure horn? is. Like on your desk? Yep. Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I just keep it here. No, no, okay, no soundboard. We do it all practical effects. <laughs> all practical effects. And that's when, like, the next episode in three months, you're going to hear, like, machine gun fire. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. 
The war has begun. Yep. <laughs> oh no. No, we need to get like a reach of several guy. firearms. <laughs> you know, it's a possibility. Uh, you know, we're recording as we speak on Felonious Friday. Um, I feel like we're just talking about some sort of felonious thing that could be accomplished uh, with regards to uh, vehicles. And since we were just now talking about practical effects, you know, it's not that hard to cut a hole in your roof that's big enough for somebody to pop up with and, like, I don't know, mount a machine gun. Mm, yeah, yeah. Space for people. Yeah, even better. I, I'd be the guy to build oh, no, a, a Hyundai that's, Santa that's Fe technical. I've got one of those now. That would make a that would make a decent technical, I think. <laughs> just imagining yeah. like I like on the back it says grocery getter, and then on top it's just got an M2HB. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting the groceries, whether you want me to or not, motherfucker. <laughs> no, oh. These are going to be my groceries. Yeah. <laughs> the, look, oh. everybody, anything is free if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're willing to work hard enough, everything's free. Yeah. Especially if it comes from a uh, a, a multi-billion dollar business. <laughs> yeah. Which um, I won't I won't name my my significant other, but she regularly. Uh, likes to uh, uh, complain that items arrive broken and then she just gets refunds from uh, certain insert rainforest name here. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's very easy to do. Uh, the Pacific Northwest, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the Williamette National Forest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. W- sorry, Willamette. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Fucking thing Willamette. that shit. I went camping in the um, up north in the actual rainforest. Oh, no, I can't think of the fort. God damn it! Up right there in Washington, once uh, it rained so hard that it went through. I had a bivy sack, like a, a former uh, used bivy sack from the Marine Corps, and it rained so hard that entombed in that bivy sack, water came in and filled it up, and I was on a little bit of a slope. So from, like, it was not a heavy slope; <laughs> it was like three degrees, but there was enough water that, like, from almost up to my like. To my feet and up to almost my calves, they were just wet. Yeah, just like getting a little trench puddle. foot just in a tent. Yeah, getting getting trench <laughs> yeah. foot on a nice vacation, like a nice vacation weekend. Yeah. I love getting trench foot on my vacations. <laughs> I'm gonna take two days off from work, boss. Go get some trench foot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I think yeah. I'm gonna get into like uh like got like east of Bend, just do like high desert fucking backpacking. Oh. It seems yeah, I like seems, it out there. It's more familiar. It's safer yeah. to me. I, uh, I go, I, I elk hunt, and every year we go out to eastern Oregon, way like oh, way nice. northeast, um, and that's just some of the prettiest terrain you'll find, just yeah, I super love that rough, show. super steep, so pretty. I, I can't wait to go out there again this year, now that I've become, have my little film camera obsession, just gonna see my friends walking around, you know, camouflage, quiet, light, and then Yudi in the background with 17 cameras and 47 lenses, like trudging up a mountain, <laughs> yeah. and I will get this shot! Fucking eight pounds of film. <laughs> I will die for this shot. <laughs> I don't know what shot it is yet. Uh, your shots are good, Yudi. I've seen your work. You do, you do good photos. Yeah, doing a good job, friend. Good job. As someone who knows a little bit about photography, you get my uh, my my endorsement. Stamp of approval. 
Yes, oh, positive review at least. Come. <laughs> have sorry, quick tangent. Have any of you ever had something that you had to make a tool for? Oh, just yes. buy a tool heavily. Oh, yes. not not counting like a like a cheater bar. I'm assuming because everyone does cheater, that. But like a wench that you had to cut and grind or maybe weld to. Oh. Uh, I have. I had, to, I had to make a flathead screwdriver once, but that's just because I didn't have one on hand, and I had like a chisel. Okay. Just flattening I, out a, a Phillips head. Uh, I no, it was a, a file head. that I just kind of broke at one point, and it made it work. Yeah, I have a wrench at work. Um, if somebody bugs me on Monday, I'll take a picture of it and uh, send it. Uh, so I used to work on uh, Dirty Maxes, the the six seven Duramax, six seven okay. Duramax. Um, numbers so i used to work on Dur duramaxes and did an overhead on one once you know heads and everything and some of those lines are so weirdly set up that i have a 19 that has um i heated it and bent it in two or three different spots and then also took a few chunks out of it so it would fit around other lines so there's yeah. a tortured wrench uh it's it's been through hell and it allowed me to get like a two or three degree at a time turn on this fitting because I, I did the entire job. You know, put the heads on, torque them down. Uh, it had, I had to use my fancy electric torque wrench because it was, you know, like not just regular, but angle torque. And I want to say it was 16 volts per head. So I couldn't do oh. all that. I'm not very smart. So the, the torque wrench counted for me to do all this. Put it all back together, start it up, start spying, go, hell yeah, I got the job done. And then it starts leaking copious amounts of diesel. Uh, so I come nice. back the next day on my day off to look at it, and I start looking at it, finally figure out what it was. There's this line, and the ball where it seats into the ejector had fatigued out and had a very difficult-to-see crack in it. Uh, but I made this wrench to get to that line because I wasn't going to take anything more than I had to off. And I was getting paid yeah. by the hour anyway, so I took like, I don't know, probably 90 minutes uh, experimenting with different ways to make a wrench that would fit through all the various curves to get in there and let me yeah. slowly remove that, that line. And every one Ooh. of those Duramaxes since were so much easier because you have that wrench. Oh, no, I, I didn't do that again. I quit that job like three weeks later and went to uh, work. Uh. <laughs> so much better. Yeah, no, I spent all that time and then just booked. Like, see ya. I don't like this job. You don't pay me enough. Yeah. I can get paid $2 an hour more and do way less work. I can relate. I nice. just quit my job. It's great. Oh, I feel so yeah. good. Just like, I'm out. See ya. I... Yeah, quitting one of the greatest feelings. Great. Yeah, one of the greatest feelings. Just, just walk out. You know, the, the share is on yeah. right there. Too busy store. Cops, if you're quick. Yep. <laughs> you don't even have to be that quick. That's true. They're not very uh, fast. Especially when they get the riot gear on. Oof, yeah. Just yeah. Like yeah. That's, like, that's like 25 pounds of shit. It's like, yeah. yeah. Just, At that point, most of you a brisk jog in most cases. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back in a second. Gotta grab more beer. More yeah. beer. More beer. More beer. I'm Look, dear listener, get shit faced. Well, it is. <laughs> Yeah, it is time to switch to whiskey because we've did been we drinking beer someone, all night. Did we miss someone in the first car discussion? I feel like uh, I feel like we Hi. only did three. Hi. Oh wait, Will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hi. I th thank you. 
<laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> it's okay. I can wait my turn. Sorry. It's very polite of you. I, uh, it's all right. I, uh, I don't like confrontation unless it's, uh, redacted the fascists. So. <laughs> um, yep, my, uh, depends on what you qualify as first car. Uh, first car is in my name on the title. It was a, uh, blue from the Michigan State Police Department, uh, Ford Crown Victoria. Um, chef's kiss. Mm. Fucking two, just, two Panthers mm. in the group. Nice. Uh, yeah, just, I'm telling you, dude, they're fucking, oh, oh, get a, get a Panther. You don't know what you're missing until you get they're, yourself they're, a I, I've never owned one, but it's like, now that I live somewhere with no sales tax, I'm going to get back in my habit of just buying a different car every fucking, like, six months. <laughs> and that one's, that one's pretty high up on the list of just, like, good cars you can find for extremely cheap. Yeah, 4.6 liter V8 fucking, and they're all 4.6 V8s. Get one in compressed natural gas. If you get the Marauder, you get it supercharged, or you get it regular gasoline. Fucking make sure... If you get one, go, try and get one of the police ones because they have the uh, high-performance heads that get you an extra, like, 15 or 20 horses. My, my uh, plan is, because I, I would see these all the time down in California, and I'm sure there's still around up here, is get, like, an estate sale, like, town car or Grand Marquis. Because yeah, they're, always, they're always, like, three grand, and, like, oh, it's spotless. It's a single-owner old man car with, like, 85,000 miles on it or whatever. Yeah. You will be yeah. happy with one. Again, my first car, Grand Marquis. And like it, like, it was, you know, the little old lady ice blue color? Yeah, totally. Yes. That's what it was. Awesome. Oh. Welcome back. <laughs> um, you know, Crown Vic's a good first car. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're fast uh, car slow. Uh, yeah, they I, are fast car slow, yes. They are. So. Uh, Tons I have a good story about a Crown Vic. Me? Um, a job we used to work at had a Crown Vic as one of our fleet vehicles. Nice. And drivers don't know a darn thing, especially in the field I was in. It wasn't like heavy duty where at least they have to like pass the CDL. So these folks didn't know a damn thing. Uh, so they did not report what was happening as they kept driving on a completely dry rear axle. Mm. So they... They overheated one of the one of the wheel bearings so badly that it actually melted the axle. It caused the axle to snap. So I used to have. I'll have to see if I can't find the picture and send it to you. I, I have a, a drift that is just an axle out of a four six Crown Vic. That's um, pretty awesome. Just the entire axle, and I rode on it in paint pen Power Drift TMCR. <laughs> yeah, don't they have the four nine inch? Uh, they uh, have uh, an eight eight. Yeah. Yeah, they, mm. they've all got eight eights. Yeah. Slightly worse. Yeah. Yeah. I, still, I don't know for shit. It's a strong fucking act. That's a strong diff. But no, they managed to like completely burn the axle. Like it's just stopped turning. <laughs> or the, the whole axle stopped turning except for the wheel kept turning until it twisted right off. Yeah, good it's stuff. Difficult to do. Oh That's yeah, it was incredible. Genuinely impressive. They brought it in. They said, hey, so there's this weird noise that started a little while ago, and then it stopped. But then it was a different weird noise. So I go and pull the tire off, you know, zap the lugs off, and the tire just falls over with the with the ass end of the axle. Oh, oh, that's not supposed to come off. That's supposed to stay in the, in the vehicle. Oh, no. <laughs> so speaking of doing horrible things to make your wheels come off, um... 
my mother has actually launched, I think, three wheels off of a vehicle that she was driving by ignoring wheel bearings. Oh. But not once, three times. That's an impressive just like failure rate for wheel bearings. Right? Yeah. They don't go out that often. Yeah, like, and like they you, you know the noise they make when you have a bad wheel bearing. It is loud and awful. Oh, I gonna hope somebody would um demonstrate the noise for the the one listener at home. Who's <laughs> yeah, probably by now like very deep in the cups, let's be honest. Yes. Like fuck, I'm why Which... am I listening to this? Somebody put an IV in me. <laughs> If they're not deep in their cups, that's a mistake, because I sure am. Yeah, I mean, we're all working on it. Yeah, I've cracked open the bourbon and started in on that. Oh, very nice. I'm on beer number three, but I'm not that far in, I don't think. If you're not under the influence of some kind of substance, are you really a proletariat? Yeah, it takes takes more than three, trust me. Exactly. It's the only way to fucking survive. I got muscle fat when I started working at the tire shop. (laughs) All (laughs) shit. All chest. Tire work, the worst. Yeah, it is. Imagine being a tire jockey. Never go back. I'm I'm a fucking all muscle these days. I don't give a shit. (laughs) And I gotta start working on, you know, not just tires soon. Because I get to work at a, like, you know, something resembling an actual shop. Nice. The most fit I've ever been was when I was working at BJ's doing overnight stock. Mmm, BJ's. Yeah, I worked the uh, meat department at BJ's. Uh, My job was to uh, clean the meat and uh, take the loads in the morning. (laughs) Take the loads. Take the loads (laughs) at BJ's. Yep, in the meat department. (laughs) Nice. Um, there's this period from about two weeks before, or not two weeks, about a month and a half, so like five or six weeks before Thanksgiving till Easter Sunday, where BJ's, because they're you know wholesale big big box kind of store, they go through so many frozen turkeys and hams. That it's just like constant every other day. There's a pallet with uh, there's at least one pallet with a ton and a half of frozen turkeys or hams on it, and oh, each wow. one has to be taken out and weighed individually. Um, and you know, put the sticker on with the price, and that fell to whichever dipshit was on overnights. I was the dipshit on overnights in the meat department, so it was <laughs> like. On a slow night, I'd only have to do about a ton's worth of, you know, frozen turkeys. On a bad night, I think the record was just shy of three tons of turkey that I had to take out the, you know, the big butterball turkey, take it out, weigh it, put it back in the box, restack the boxes on the pallet, and do that for about, I think it was like two and a half, almost three tons. And I was fucking fit. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, I, I worked at. Uh, this is a weird grocery chain, but I worked at a Smart and Final in California, and I worked in like the dairy department, which meant 
and I was like, I think I was the, just like the one like guy in the department. So, which means when the milk load came in, which was four pallets of like just gallons of milk, it's yep. like, okay, you're the guy who gets the milk off the pallets and kind of arranges them in the cooler, which mm-hmm. I loved. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to fucking hang out in the 40 degree room when it's yeah. 110 outside because it's June in, you know, Central California. And just move stacks of gallons of milk around. It was awesome. It's like my favorite job I've ever had. Yeah. My favorite job was working for a high vacuum place, which was contracted by Intel. Made so much money there. Nice. And I got to fuck with like shit that was like nuclear reactive and stuff that would like suck your nuts right off you. Oh, that rocks. Pretty great. Yeah. I do enjoy having my nuts sucked off. Yeah. The only nice thing about BJ's was. What's that? Beer. Yes. Uh, the other uh, great thing about BJ's is because I was working overnight, there's one, no customers. And two, if I showed up early in the winter, so I, if I got there like 11.30 p.m. in the winter... No one has been in that parking lot for like three or four hours. Mm. And there's, you know, on a nice winter's night, there'll be like two or three inches of fresh powder. There was a break in the pattern for the street lights in the parking lot. So there is, you know, uh, a couple of rows that just didn't have any. Yeah. And I could show up with my little Ford Ranger and just be stomping on the gas, ripping through first and second gear, doing donuts nonstop. And like the managers would sometimes show up watching me doing that, just tooling around, whipping the tail around. Eventually come in, you can smell the clutch. (laughs) And they're just like, all right, kid, you're a dumbass. I mean, what kid is it fundamentally? I love taking a... Taking like community college mechanic classes because just everyone was like that. It was like seventy percent, five percent dickhead, like teenagers who were just like, you know, yep. drive the Jetta they got for free to school. Mm-hmm. You know, I resent that. <laughs> Wasn't for free, but dump, dump the clutch at every single stop sign. Just I like, resent that. Out. <laughs> the burrito clutch. You were good to me once. <laughs> Mine's a, it's a diesel. It'll be okay. You got that, yeah. that heavy-duty clutch. Yeah, that's what I keep telling myself. Uh, the clutch in the diesel Jettas weighs nothing. Don't tell me that. <laughs> okay, so like, I went from doing my... Like, the very first time I drove and got the basics of learning was a uh, SN95 V8 Mustang. That was my uncle's, and I stalled it so many times, but I actually got people cheering me on behind me. I mean, actively going spectators. Oh yeah. Um and that thing was torquey enough that it it was fine. But what I did most of my learning on was my dad's I think it was like an O three or O four. Well that's the ALH diesel was learning on that with the little five feed. And I thought then that, oh man, this clutch weighs so much. My bad 
my bad knee is hurting so much. This is terrible. And then I got my Ranger. I'm like, God damn, this clutch is way heavier. That that thing was a treat. <laughs> and then I got the Sierra. And that thing had a clutch that was just awful. It was so fucking heavy. Like, I had to stand on the clutch. It wasn't like I had to push it. No, I had to stand on the clutch. Because they use the same clutch across almost all of the manual options. Because, so of course, it was in mine was the same as the clutch that was in my uncle's three-quarter ton diesel. And then I went from that to trying to use the clutch on my dad's Jetta and almost put my foot through the fucking floor. <laughs> Go now, clutch! I, I've <laughs> only had very cool. easy uh, manuals. I've gotten very lucky. Oh, I'm guessing all of your gates and synchros worked. Oh, yeah. All the all, I gotta... that hold it in the center. Like, my... my... Miata NA was the worst one, and it was still like, yeah, it's a Miata transmission. It's perfect. It's it has no problems. Bougie. It, it, you can if you are absolutely slam it, you can get it stuck between like first and third in the like the H pattern, and that's like that's it. Yeah. So, uh, something the W58 transmission was known for still is, I suppose, uh, with the Celica and a lot of the trucks was mm -hmm. the shift bushing would become loose and shitty, and so it'd be sloppy and just sad. Um, and Toyota said you had to split the transmission, do all this shit to do it. But some nerds came up with a, a uh, brass fitting that you could just basically drop in there and glue into place, and they called it oh. the shift-gasm. Oh. And I installed it into both of my Salicas. Just uh, thing like, oh, yeah, the center's all loose and sad. Like, not anymore, motherfuckers. Nice. It's amazing what people come up with when, when they just do. I like people that are uh, they they have a good ingenuity on how to just do something magical. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, nice people who get motivated about that instead of people like me who's like, well, I guess it kind of sucks now. Whatever. <laughs> I yes, guess the rest of my shit. life is kind of going to suck a little bit. It's fine. <laughs> That's where I was at with my Bonneville, which uh, just to. So circle on back to the long diatribe um, <laughs> was my was a, my first car that was given to me it was a, a total shift box. Uh, you could kick it and like rust would just pour out of it like it was monsoon season in the Amazon rainforest. Um, the buffalo body. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, what's up the buffalo body. Who is yeah. calling me? And uh, well, um. A lot of a lot of bad shift solenoids. Uh, anyone that's owned a Bonneville out there or anything with the uh, the three point eight Buick motor from GM knows what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, no, that car just slowly got worse and worse, and it was just oh, this is my life now. Yeah, I used to die though. Never did never want to die. So that's kind of how I I, um, I, I have a, a general theory on cars and their longevity, which is like. Japanese cars, your Toyotas, your Hondas, they last a very long time and they tend to remain in decent shape mechanically until they aren't. Where American cars tend to pretty immediately fall off and become really shitty, but they don't ever actually die. They just suck more and more progressively <laughs> for like 20 years until like it's yeah. limping along on one cylinder, but it won't stop. 
And then European cars have like a tiny fault and stop in the middle of the road and say, you must go to the workshop now. This is not acceptable what you're doing to the vehicle. Um, Yeah, that that totally driven all of that. Yeah, because they've mostly driven old Toyotas and they just keep going until they hit something and they stop. But then I had like, I I had an old Ram and that sucker was limping along with some, with some issues I needed to address. Never had a European car, but that's what I've seen from working in the industry is they just kind of stop and say, you go to the vac shop. Yeah, Yeah. no, my, my roommate has a grand caravan and it is the biggest piece of shit ever. It's very funny (laughs) because it's like a disability van originally. So it has like mechanized captain's chairs that have uh like a, you know, thing in it, but everything on it is fucked up, but it's like, it keeps going. Yeah, it's, it's not gonna yeah, like, die. When I took my Sierra to the scrapyard, it was still going strong. It just couldn't pass emissions. Yeah, <laughs> and it and just I had... <laughs> no, go on. I'm like it just it just wouldn't die. And I try I tried to break it on that trip there. I <laughs> rev bombed. I did fucking like I like. I didn't do the proper. I tried to neutral bomb it, and it just didn't. It's like, nope, I'm not dying. Fuck you. This <laughs> 4.3 is not fucking dying. I know I eat distributor caps. I know I go through a quart of oil a month. I'm still not going <laughs> to fucking die. Uh, fun fact on the 4.3 V6. Um, they uh, Toyota puts them in their uh, giant super heavyweight uh, forklifts. Really? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I remember talking about this. Yeah. I was very impressed with myself GM. for guessing that correctly. Oh, speaking of, the reason I brought the topic of the making a tool for something, replacing a distributor cap on the 4.3 is not awful, but it requires you to get a T15 Torx into an area that's inaccessible. So I had a slightly bent Torx screwdriver. Like, I slightly bent it with a torch and cut two-thirds of the handle off of it so that I could fit it in to the get to the distributor. And, like, because my Sierra, for reasons, would eat distributor caps. Previous owner did a terrible fix that led to that just happening. I'm curious what would cause the engine to eat distributor caps. Like, a Disney should be pretty insulated from most things, unless they, like, I don't know. Did did they set up in such a way that the actual gear wasn't, was, like, moving around and thumping into the size of the distributor or something? I'm I'm having trouble picturing this. So, the main problem is that they would, like, it wouldn't eat it entirely, but what it would do is one of the two... Because it, it's held in, like the cap is held down with two screws. One of them, they put a bigger screw in in a way that just fucked up the tapping for everything. Or bolt technically just fucked it all up. So no matter what I did, I could never get that side down tight. Yeah. So water could get in. It could jiggle in a way that would, you know allow play and let it bounce the actual contact point down onto the rotor and cause all their weird issues. Oh, that's not great. And in the two years I owned it, I put uh, like four or five distributor caps into there. 
Jesus. Well, at least they're only 20, 20 bucks a piece. Yeah. Well, if you get them from AutoZone right now, they're like fucking 60 bucks, which is insane. Oh. Oh, but no, if you order them online, you can get them for 17 bucks each. So just, you just buy a couple of them and have one sitting ready. Yep. And today, my buddy with his blazer needed, like he has the 4.3, needed the new distributor cap because he kept getting weird random misfires. I think one of the plug wires is also bad, but we'll try that yeah. another day. But we took, I was like, I know that's going to be T15s, etc. I was like, but I can't find the fucking tool that I made to work for this. <laughs> I was really upset about that. And I know I'm going to find it fucking tomorrow. That's how it always goes. I mean, you know yeah. the joke. It's always in the last place you look. Always. Yep. I used to, I had a coworker who said that once. I was looking for something. He goes, oh, it's always in the last place you look. And I find say, I'm going to keep looking, motherfucker. I'm going to keep looking. So it's not the last place I look. And he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> what is wrong with you, Yudi? <laughs> it's like everything. I'm going to keep looking now. And I spent like 10 more minutes looking. Just for just anything? Just looking, yeah. Not even at anything, just looking. Just looking. Just looking. I was because on the way out of that you. job, too, at that point. So I did yeah, you give a fuck. That was flat rate, too. So every minute I spent looking oh. without actually, like, working was costing me money, and I kept doing it. Just Why would you do that to yourself? Like I said, I was on the way out. I think it was my last week there. So I was like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you I don't mean, give a single flying fuck anymore. Yeah, but God, fuck flat rate. Yeah, terrible work. I'll never bad, do it. Bad thing. I mean, I I always did okay. Like I always came out a little bit ahead, but it was always like, having to actually work, and that's horrifying. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah, having to like abuse yourself is uh for just to survive is not a good thing. Yeah, like, we're past that point in society. No, no, no. We should have goddamn uh, fully automated luxury space, com- well, gay space communism. Sorry. Yeah, it can't it can't be straight space communism. That'd be that'd be no good. It's gonna be gay space communism. Yep. Where, where are we at? Fully automated luxury gay space communism. Where, where are we at realistically? Like an automation. Let's like, we, we, could we do like fifteen hour weeks and like survive? I'm sure I we think yeah. realistic. I feel like we could. could. I feel like that's a pretty realistic. It, I mean, right at now, least here in the West. The only yeah. people who can't in the West working on that are truck drivers, and that's because stores don't have like stock rooms. If we yeah, 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 that's, that's true. true. It's they yeah, that's legitimately rooms. impossible. Because right now, trucks kind of need like the inter the, the the trucks from warehouses to stores need to run daily because we don't store anything at stores. Yeah, oh, yeah. because uh, if we had fucking... like. That back, stupid if we system. had a warehouse in the store, like the, the back room of the store actually held more than like three things, we could cut down uh, the short haul trips from a warehouse to a, a Freddy's by half, just like that, if not more. But we don't. Well, yeah, but then I wouldn't be able to take slightly more efficient in a way. Well, yeah, the- but then I wouldn't be able to take a load in the meat department every morning. <laughs> Gotta be able to do that. God forbid that's you don't get a, a, a only job I ever yeah. missed. Because, like, I had a uh, napping nest set up there for slow days. <laughs> what? <laughs> I would go into the cooler because you know there was there was like 
two coolers technically well three if you include produce but fuck produce fuck those guys oh fuck the fuck produce. you whoever fuck works in produce this is a universal produce. the three grocery stores of work guys it's like yeah fuck yeah, the no, produce guys fuck you guys but no we uh there was the cooler where you know all of the fresh meat butchery would happen and then there's the cooler that was the storage and like it's night shift there's six other people in the store I'm the only meat department person. If there were like, if it is a night where it's like, all right, I've mopped the floors in both coolers twice. I've, you know, made the entire section look pretty. I'm fucking bored. And it's like four and a half more hours before we get the load in the morning. So I'm just going to take like an hour nap and then take my lunch and then take yeah. another 15 or 20 minute nap. And then like, Find some busy work. Maybe hey, see really? if the dairy department needs anything. I just want to let I'm y'all legit- know. I'm the same way. I legitimately miss my grocery store job. The, those vegetable fucks, I, I'm holding my gut. Like, I'm ready for them. Oh, yeah, no. Fuck those vegetable fucks. Those vegetable fucks. <laughs> fuck them. I am ready. Dairy, on the other hand, I would, I would help dairy out whenever. All right, so dairy's cool. Respect. I, I was a dairy guy, so respect. Yeah. <laughs> Dairy and meat forming forming bonds yeah. over here. That was the same way. I, I like the meat department guys for the most part. The They're dairy cool. and meat union. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the fucking the Very protein team. Yeah. A little bit thicker. You got the skinny ass motherfuckers in the vegetable department. Oh yeah. You and your healthy diets. <laughs> Coward shit. Just eating raw steak. <laughs> <laughs> Milk steak. You gotta team up. <laughs> Charlie was a gallon something. of milk in one hand and a raw steak in the other. Yeah, no, you, you take a raw steak, you boil a pot of milk, and you put the steak in the milk, and then you cook it for 30 to 40 minutes, and then you have milk steak. Thank yeah. you. No, thank yeah. you. Look, if it's Not good enough style. for Charlie Kelly, it's good enough for me. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Look, this, is the, this is the breakfast of champions. I'm gonna just, mm-hmm. just gotta go on my bo- conspiracy board over here real quick. Find the link between milk and steak. I'm afraid of it. <laughs> Will doesn't get the It's Always Sunny reference. He's the I only don't. one. I do like <laughs> Charlie Day, but I don't get it. You get the mm. fewest references. You haven't watched uh, You haven't watched Well, There's a Problem. I'm glad that there's someone at behind the time. distance who gets fewer things than me. I've been living under a rock like most of my life. Yeah, man. I've, uh... Wait, well, I thought you listened to Well, There's Your Problem. I've been meaning to start listening to it. We, we which, by the way, he's not actually listened to the show yet. Not the show. I've been listening to Lines Led by Donkeys, which do I we mean, start with Liam them? on right now? Uh, we should, should we start, start like a feud with Liam? That'd be fun. With Liam specifically. No, I want to get Liam specifically on with Liam. Here. Liam, fuck you. Hey, Liam, if you're listening, go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, no, Liam. I'm mutuals with Liam on Twitter for some reason. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but no, I come on the show. We're anarchists. Yeah. You can all hang out and be yeah, anarchists and talk about your GTI, please. Yes, I have GTI I'm, things to say. I'll I make fun GTI of GTI because I hate VWs. I had one of the interesting GTIs, the one with six cylinders. Oh, G- the VR6. It's a fun engine. It sounded yeah. really good. The coolest I don't GTI. Do sound nice, yeah. 
the teenager I bought it from did like a cat back on it, and it was like, okay, this is an appropriate car to do that to because it sounds <laughs> fucking good. <laughs> that is the kind of thing a teenager would do as well. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so you need to at Liam and say that UD wants to fight him, and also, I guess, come on this entirely aimless and really bad podcast. We'll spend an hour and a half just talking about GTIs. <laughs> the entire yeah. podcast will be GTIs, top to bottom. It will get one listen. Yeah. I mean, in the future, I think we should have episodes where we, like, discuss how to do certain basic maintenance things. Oh, absolutely. I think that's a good idea. Like, yeah. This is one of those deals, like, you know how sometimes, like, um, a TV show will get written, they'll have the pilot, and they'll shoot the pilot and go, okay, we think this is a better pilot than the one you originally shot. This is the opposite of that. Like, it would make sense for us to start with stuff like that. Instead, we're starting with a rambling nonsense. That way, anybody who does listen to the first 10 minutes of this will never listen to another episode that might actually be useful. Yes. So we're kind of making it so we ha- we can stop doing the podcast soon because no one will listen because this one's bad. And yes. anyone who listens to it hates themselves, which, I mean, fair enough. I guess for those people, we got to keep going. Uh, Relatable kind of people who listen to lots of podcasts generally, I think. Well, not anything else. True, it is we have to keep deep self hatred. The podcast yeah, we have to keep going because we hate ourselves. <laughs> no, I actually like that idea. That's a like I had sort of this thing half written up of like a sort of like uh, like a beginner's guide to like fixing your own car. Okay. It's just like general, you know, what like what's like the minimum sort of tools you need? Where do you find like information on how to do things like basic stuff like uh and Narcotex on Twitter, that's where. <laughs> yeah, great, great jobs, shit like that. But that's I, I kinda like that actually. That'd be a good uh good start anyway. Yeah, that'd be a cool yeah. thing. Try to get some actual um, information out there. Do some actual structure perhaps, instead yeah. of just getting drunk and weird. Drunk and horny. Oh, we can still do that, but yeah, like we cannot podcast sober because that's when it goes from fun to you know, job. Yeah. yeah, no, fuck that. Informational like, and useful. random and drunk and at least somewhat angry. Yeah, but which again, so speaking of man. anger, cars and comrades, we're fucking coming for you. <laughs> yeah, gonna beat you up. We're gonna get you, motherfuckers. I guess I'll meet you on the playground. <laughs> yeah. Behind oh, yeah. the slide, specifically. <laughs> I like the slide. After we beat you up, we're gonna go down the slide together. It's gonna be super gay, like in the best possible oh, yeah. way. Yeah, and it's gonna be incredibly homoerotic. Butt touching when we go down the slide. <laughs> it's gonna be very tender moments. We do it like the Olympics, where no one has to wear clothes. Oh, wait, yeah. no. What I would do would be homoerotic. Damn. <laughs> it would just be straight then, and you know, that's not as interesting, not as fun. I think we're just describing like a, labeled a, a VHS era that. gay porn. <laughs> like mechanics doing things naked. <laughs> that would be that's, so That's a VHS so tape erotic. somewhere. That is, yeah, so, yeah, it's got to. So what you're saying is we have the, we have the only fans coming up, too. Yeah. Keep your eyes peeled, yes. listeners, for the... <laughs> Yeah, the, 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 the narcotics only fans, yes. which features a random naked person doing random things on their car. Ah, oh, good. You never All know what you're gonna get. Dad bods. Like sometimes it'll be somebody who's like, 
looks like a woman. Sometimes it looks like a man. Sometimes you never know. It's just going to be people who are naked and working on cars. What, what matters yeah. is that someone's fucking the car. <laughs> Someone. In the background, people are fucking. Like you, you know, yes. And they put a 10 millimeter bolt in here while like three feet behind the camera. So it's, uh. <laughs> just, just fucking like the car. Slam fucking in the car while you're working on the engine. Yeah. The whole oh, fucking God. thing's walking back and forth. Be such a pain of the ass. Like, hang on, I gotta send in this whole stuff for just a second. All right, go ahead. Uh, well, does uh, does about now seem good? Does now feel right? I mean, I think, yeah, it seems fine to me. That feels like most yeah, feels like podcast episodes. Has everybody finished? Is everybody feeling satisfied? I'm feeling some sort of way. I'm not feeling oh. unsatisfied. Yeah, I mean, Zeb's got to fucking edit this mess down to be something that makes any kind of sense, which I'm not sure is possible. Oh, yeah. Which, which um, by the way, because this is always going to be on my desk as far as I'm concerned, uh, take this as your audio cue to uh, to to censor the, uh, the actionable threats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your place, all your stuff. The podcast is just hook, hook, hook. (laughs) Yep, that's it. That's a wrap. Hang on, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say like two words and start honking. Liam, I am going to. (laughs) 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 Just like good, good work, good quality teamwork. (laughs) Perfect. No notes. Yeah, no notes. Does anybody have pluggables to plug? I mean, I know I know Udi's definitely got pluggables to plug as our social media master. Oh God, don't say that. I'll, I feel uh, gross. I mean, yeah, you're, well, the, you're the media guy now. Oh no! Oh no! I'm even more white than I was before. Fuck! I, don't think <laughs> I mean, I, I know I have the unenviable job of running the Discord server now, but like, does anybody actually run the Discord? I think it just kind of exists. I'm like hey. the de facto guy in charge, generally. You say you say in charge, but it's more like you're the person that we yell at to like yeah. just you know make a bot work. You say Koyama, add a new bot. And I'm like, I can't do that. Only Udi can do that stuff. I don't, <laughs> I don't only know. Udi and, and then you keep fucking it. asking me to like do bot stuff. Somebody yeah, was asking about a fucking like music bot the other day. You, you gotta send me a bot to add and I'll do it. That's all it is. I'm not going to do any work except like the button press. Yeah. It's, um, it's, called, yeah, I guess it's called groovy. If we're plugging, there's the Anarchotex Twitter, which is anarcho, like anarchist, text as one word. And there's a Discord that you can follow from that link. And there's a bunch of dipshits like myself in there. And like, I guess Hi. that's all I can think of that exists in this world. In all the blackness and all of eternity, there's the Anarchotex Twitter and Discord. It's all that matters. <laughs> as deep yeah. as the void and we like, go. If you hang out in the Discord long enough, you too can be on the podcast. It yeah. is, in fact, a completely random cast of characters, uh, except for Zeb, because she is fool enough to say that she will edit this. Uh, yes, I'm going to have to learn to do that. I'm going to be figuring that out tomorrow. And then I'll learn how to host it. I can't um, wait to uh, find the result. I will be the only listener besides you, because you have to listen to it to edit it. Um, I'm pretty sure I can convince my dad to listen to it. 
Okay, there we go. I might be able to convince a couple of people too. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. I mean, I really Anyone that I did. Hi. If this is an hour long, no one's going to listen to it. If we mention it in like 25 or a half hour, we might get like three. Which, uh, I mean. I like yeah. a long podcast. I do too. Yeah, Behind but, the Bastards, Robert Evans. Uh, although I don't well, like his your beard. Problem. It's really the longest podcast, but. Yeah, that, they have uh, structure right and here. content. We just have completely random rambling. Yeah, and it will be hopefully, maybe, always an entirely random cast every single time. That um, will make it easier. Oh, who's going to be on there this time? Nobody knows. Yeah, it yeah. might be one person. <laughs> just one it person. Be someone just else screaming at a mic for an hour. Just- <laughs> Yeah, like, I might not even be on an episode, and someone just has to email me all the audio. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's, like, a a particular history episode, yeah. Uh, You know, regular car review style. Um, (laughs) And today is a history of the Battle of the Bulge. What? What? Why? Well, there were cars there, don't you understand? So it fits within our Obviously. Oh, no, there's oh. tanks. Tanks are kind of cars. Really I badass mean, cars. Like the Sherman, yeah. it just used a fucking uh, torque flight transmission in there. Like it, it was an automatic transmission that yeah. fits in our purview. Is a yeah. tank a technical? I think a tank like, is like, there circular logic there? We can make that work. I, I think we we need to pull out the um, the alignment chart, the technical alignment chart there. Which I don't know if you all have seen that. I'll make sure to send that over. Technical alignment. I do like the alignment chart, but it a tank is literally purpose built for military, which makes it exclusively well, yeah, so it's a not technical. <laughs> so it's a technical. <laughs> Sounds like a no, technical. But when you use a tank as a tractor, that's a plowshare. <laughs> or, or if you don't like the weird like poetry and literary allusions. And you instead uh, want it to sound cool, a negatechnical, which is the term that I use. That does sound very cool. Okay, I can't copy images into uh, this chat. There. Liz, oh, that's a technical alignment chart, not the actual technical alignment chart. Because oh. this is excellent. Like that this a is a visual medium. Yeah, podcasting is historically a visual medium. Yes. So you, dear viewer, if you can't see this, fight me. You're missing out, really. Uh, yeah. yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Uh, the the here is that the Toyota Land Cruiser is a tank, but cruiser is also spelled C U R or C R U S I E R, so it's the cruiser. And also, for some reason, this render of a cruiser has three machine guns on it. So I don't know about that. I like that. I don't think I've seen that before. Yeah, I mean, I like if, two if, if you click on the link I sent, you'll see it. It's not a good render. It's a very bad render of a land. It is a very I bad render. technical alignment chart. Yeah, I, I accidentally pulled up the tank alignment chart, which I kind of like a lot, too. Um, yeah. Scuffed. But it's it was okay. not the same thing. As the technical alignment chart. Which, I mean, this, this one has a fucking golf cart on it. If things weren't constantly scuffed always, what would it be? 
Oh, right, well, another episode topic that we'll probably get onto, and will actually be the one that I'll have to edit the most, is we can have an episode where we talk about Elon Musk. Oh, Elon have to Musk! Edit out all the actionable threats, and once we cut those out, there's probably gonna be like five minutes of content. <laughs> yeah. Bleep. Honk, honk, honk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ Almighty! I can also do it slow. Oh wait. Uh, no, oh, it can only goes in one way, really. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to make it a sad honk. I'll have to get a slide whistle for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I think we've bad hit our our time limit here. We're all becoming completely yeah. unhinged. <laughs> other other plugs? Anybody? Anybody? We have we have our 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 our, our social media guy Udi uh, doing Fuck. the the Discord and that. Uh, yeah. the Discord. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I had a little orgasm there. Uh, doing the uh, the Discord and um, the podcast plugs, as well as what's your own Twitter handle, Udi? I don't know anymore. Um, yeah, you were always getting banned. I was going to ask if you got unbanned. I, I I did not get unbanned, so I do not have Twitter. If you were to search hey. for a Twitter account for me, you would not find one because it's a, a violation of Twitter rules to uh, make a new account after being banned for saying you're going to force fam someone. So, yeah. I do not currently uh, have a Twitter of my own, and that's just what it is. Don't don't ask me again. <laughs> um, our lovely producer Zeb, do you have any any plugs to plug for yourself? Um, I I guess if you, if you want more if you want more Zeb, you can find me at uh, Zeb Kusan on Twitter. Um, and like that's. I mostly just retweet dumb shit and occasionally shit post. Uh, otherwise, I don't. I don't. I don't really do. I don't have any other projects. I mean, eventually, I'm gonna make a comic, but that's years down the line. Oh, that'll be cool <laughs> someday. Uh, uh, Kuyama, Kamiyama, Kami Boy. Um, do you have any plugs to plug? Oh, I've got nothing. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're I mean, in the P zone, and the P zone is coming up empty. I'm a, I'm a peon. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, I I don't really I don't have any plugs myself either. Just scream into the void, and you'll probably oh, yeah, find me somewhere. Uh, I'm buy, I'm buy a gun, learn how to use it. Uh, y- yeah, arm <laughs> yourself. That's 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 Kuyama's and I. That's a good plug. Yeah. Arm yourself. Yeah. Arm yourself. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's, give a trans person a Some training. Yeah, with- and punch uh, a Nazi. Um, yeah, yeah, punch a Nazi, punch a fascist. Uh and you yeah. know, uh uh may Putin find a, a swift doom. Uh <laughs> Slava Ukraini. Uh and uh may the people of Ukraine live long and well during this horrible trying time for them. And maybe hopefully America, you know, we come out on the other side of this better than you know the Roe v. Wade thing going on, if that's affecting you. Um, yeah, unlikely hurt someone that's trying to take away your rights um <laughs> there you go abortion or For, else. Y- yeah uh, yeah uh it, arm yourself and uh remind your state senators that they serve at your pleasure yeah <laughs> and uh find out if they have any lobbyists around them and then uh you know uh do, what i want you to do is contact those lobbyists and i want you to make sure you tell them So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's it. All right. That's a podcast.